0: The next and last stop is Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center.
1: Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome back to the Only Net Fans You Know Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm joined by my friend and fellow Nets fan, Charlie.
0: Peter, Peter, vaccine
1: beater. Not you
0: particularly, but just the general scope scope of things.
1: You're crazy. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: Very controversial here today.
1: Welcome back, guys. Lots to talk about. A lot to go over. Let's just jump straight into it. What's our working title?
0: It's the
1: long road home. I like it. And I, I like the way you said it. It's very, very sounds very comforting. So we're gonna be talking about the state of the team. We're gonna be talking about our boy who's allowed finally to come home. Talking about the frustrating yet championship possible level and that's A couple of playoff scenarios. Big Ben and then Charlie is very excited to announce us a, a new segment of the podcast and then we'll get Buy to yourself. the
0: IRCL. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching.
1: All right, guys. We're at forty and thirty six. Right now we're the eighth seed at this current moment, but as you guys know, could change in either direction. Vomit. What a vomit. Terrible. <laughs> we lost. <My> the, <laughs> we lost the tiebreaker to the Hornets. If that winds up meaning something down the road. Although the Nets do control their own destiny, which is which is nice considering everything. But uh, the biggest news after he broke the Nets record for most points in a single game, there was a release involved.
0: The Swamp Dragon, Kyrie Irving. That's his nickname now.
1: I don't think that's his nickname. But obviously... I'm, the... <laughs> I'm
0: making it his nickname.
1: Personally, I think because of... Uh, because the baseball teams, we got lucky, very lucky. The Yankees and Mets were able to put Eric Adams' speak to the fire. And we got our Kyrie Irving back. Personally, I thought, listen, the Nets, they're not bringing in a lot of money to the city, unfortunately. Too much money. But when you get the, the heavyweights involved, that scared them enough that we, we got our guy back.
0: Two things. One, Steve Cohen donated to eric adams campaign
1: i thought that was interesting really very interesting
0: Nets interesting. paid eighteen thousand dollars to get a politician to lobby to eric adams for this mandate to be lifted isn't that crazy isn't it that, isn't that how well was uh, that done i don't want to get political i'm sorry we should just we should just keep moving i don't I, want, this is good we're gonna we're gonna you that, know we're gonna go down a rabbit hole
1: i think that was done before but like you said I'm not going to jump into it. I don't care. I'm just happy we got our guy back. Same. Uh, before the mandate was was lifted, though, Very no, I got to say noteworthy, 150-108, the Nets over Orlando, and, I, of course, like I said, Kyrie exploded for 60 points. Just uh, I think it's very very special and symbolic thing that he will now be the holder of the single-game record for, for scoring.
0: Well, I have to say thank God. Thank fucking God, it's not Darren Williams anymore.
1: Why? Darren Williams was a great net. He's gonna have his number retired.
0: Bro, I, I, it's crazy to say this now, but I fucking sooner retired Darren Williams' number over James Harden, even though James Harden put up better numbers in like literally half a season than Darren Williams ever did.
1: They're both, they're both in a spot of hatred, but I'm definitely gonna say that James Harden trumps D will by by a lot for, for a little for bit. His hatred. No,
0: a lot of bit. A lot of it. I will say this though, and Kyrie Irving's like first game back versus the Hornets. Man, he did not look good. It was sixteen points, six of twenty-two from the field, only one of nine from three, and he did have eleven assists. But dude, he was—I don't know, man. He was something was off. I don't know what it was.
1: It's 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 very interesting, right? He was averaging twenty-five points a game, five assists, forty from three. But like you said, against the Hornets, he had that uh, you know kind of game, and it was like you know it's first game back; he has to get used to everything. But uh, the, the second game against Detroit, he didn't look like himself. I you know, what do you think?
0: No, he you, you looked a lot better against Detroit um, for sure. Uh, Seven eighteen from the field, four of eight from three. Um, a
1: lot of missed layups, though. Yeah, a lot it of just... it's very strange. Well, that's his calling card. And I don't know the seven. Like the line looks good, right? If you didn't see the game, it would look good, but you know, I, I don't know. It looks a little rusty, and that's understandable. I was talking on Twitter with somebody. Is it? Be, it's better he gets this out of his system now, right?
0: For sure, you can see he's starting to integrate more and learn with new rotations and. Um... You know, I, I just think the Nets offense lately has been, like, really stagnant. You know, you see at some points the ball is moving very freely, and that comes with good penetration and getting the ball out and making the right passes, and I get all that. But I just feel like this team just tries to force the issue with isos. Yeah, you have two really elite scores. I think uh, KD and Kyrie pretty much have open passes to take isos. When James Johnson starts taking isos, you got to worry a little bit. Goran Dragic is a hell of a player. But I don't think he's at the level in his career where he should be taking as much time and, you know, shots as he is. I, I want to see him move the ball a little more. But
1: going dry, has been pretty good, so I can't complain. I think he's been a revelation because you, you needed a ball handler to help us when James Harden left, and he's definitely filling in that role. You know, we're not, like you said, we're not expecting this dude, to you know, to go off, to be at an all-star level, but he could drive and kick. He can make a couple layups. He could hit an open shot. He's a veteran. He's no,
0: been no, to the for finals. Sh- oh no, this, you need his presence. You need him. You need you need a guy like that for sure. But you just can't. It's hard to just like get him in there and just rely on him. You know what I mean? It's a difference between needing him and relying on him. Same. I feel like with Patty Mills, we needed him, but we started relying on him, and that's why you're just kind of seeing a drop off right now.
1: I think that's that's fatigue. Like you, you've been an athlete in your life, and you know how you know you can your body can overcompensate, right? We see his shots falling short, right? That's it's it's a little scary because you know that his arms are tired. He played in the played last year. Played the Olympics. Not much of a break to jump into the season. If the shots are falling short like they have, his numbers are, I I think he's five of thirty coming into uh coming into the the Detroit game, uh from three. Very very scary because you know the body's gonna overcompensate and that's gonna lead to an injury down the road. He needs at least a week off. No.
0: Uh yeah. So is Patty Mills. All these guys need, need weeks off, I feel like. I feel like everyone's overworked. Durant needs another week off. I mean, dude, I, it's just like everyone's on high alert mode at this point in the season. Like every, it's like all hands on deck. So you're going to get a lot of fatigue. And we already overworked these guys during the beginning of the season when we were like, yeah, you know, we were winning games in the beginning of the season with Durant, but we weren't really like convincingly winning games. So they were playing all these games 40-plus minutes a night. So it's going to catch up and you'll start to see that now. Granted, we still have Kevin Durant on our team so I like our odds, but still.
1: Kyrie should be fresh, but going into talking about like the ISOs and stuff, it's just it's very interesting this team how we get a four-game winning streak. Things look look, look like they're great. They've these great wins. They beat you'll beat the Heat 110-95. That game against the 76ers, right? The, against the Jazz. But then you have these frustrating losses as well, like against the Hornets. Like, I, I is, that, is, is this a championship-level team or a pretender? So,
0: I have a theory about this. You know, everyone makes excuses. Yeah, the Nets are tired in a back-to-back. But you know what, man? Good teams win back-to-backs. You know, even when their legs are tired, they get, you know, they, their three-point ball's not falling like it was yesterday. They find a way to gut out and grind out wins. You know, whether it is just... Feed Drummond in the paint, just have him work the paint, or whatever it is. You know, just I, I just don't understand why they don't feed the ball to Durant more when it comes to this thing. Durant, I thought he wanted to pass the ball way too much in that Hornets game, but still, regardless, he had a great game, and you know, it just it was a tough conference loss. I think that's why it like it takes away from the Heat win. The Heat win was such a good win, the Heat, but the Heat were like in disarray. They were like coming off a four game losing streak and. Horrible, like, arguments on their bench. I
1: don't
0: care. I know. They're a good team. They got talent. But still, like, they're dysfunctional right now. Like, the 76ers win was great. It was a statement win. But in reality, it didn't really put us further in the standings other than keeping pace with Toronto at the time. The Jazz, the same thing. Jazz are a good team. But, again, they're not as good as they normally are. So, they're definitely losing a lot of people. Like, the, the da- dude, the the Dallas loss was so fucking heartbreaking. Did you? <laughs> I know I'm pushing on to each game, but I got to talk about this one more importantly than anything else. But the, the Spencer thing, the Spencer dagger three at the end of that game. You mean the game winner? <laughs> yeah. It, did you not see that coming a mile away? Of course. That, of
1: course. Oh, my that's God. My, that's my guy. It, it hurt. It's like, it hurt. It's like, damn, bro. Like, shit.
0: You knew that it was going to happen at some point, and it did. I thought it, it hurt. It didn't, didn't hurt any
1: less or more. I thought it was interesting how Durant, you know, he took, like, took blame for that. Saying, you know, I left him, I should have, probably should have not left him. But, you know, the chances were they were going to go to Luca, And you can't, you can't blame the guy, you know. He thought, he thought he made the right decision. But oh, Luca uh,
0: had, like, almost 50 points. He had 40 points or something like that.
1: Something like that. But games like that are going to happen. But what I want to bring up is this point. The Sixers win, that was great. It felt I think that was probably the best feel-good win of the year, at least for me personally. But what would like which game would you would have would have had if you could pick to win, right? The Sixers game that we won 120-100 or the Hornets loss that actually had implications. That's the I right? Know. It's tough. Because <laughs> technically know it would have helped us if we had the Hornets <laughs> I win. think,
0: I mean, you kind of, I mean, what's the obvious? I think my emotions tell me one thing. But my what does your brain tell basketball? You? My basketball brain tells me the other thing, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a, that's Say a tough it. decision. Say it.
1: You gotta got to pick one. I'm putting you on the, the horn, spot. Fucking obviously, go.
0: dude, the Hornets win means a lot more.
1: I agree. Thank you. I, that, that was the answer I was looking for. So isn't it crazy to
0: me? That this is a totally unrelated topic. The Grizzlies are eighteen and two without John Morant, they and I was love saying, that stat. I'm, isn't that crazy? You take a superstar off a team, and the team gets better.
1: I don't think they get better, but I think they they realize bro, okay, someone else got to step up. Bro, so eighteen and harder. two
0: stretch is crazy. Any eighteen and two stretch is nuts. That's true. So think about that and. He was out. How was that? It's t- twenty games. And they have, I don't know, have seven games left. Nah. So, that's so in fifty in like fifty games with John Morant, they they picked up mid, like twenty percent of their wins. That's interesting. So, it, think about that. That's without John Morant. So that that's regardless, they they shit pumped the Nets 132-20. That wasn't even a close game. They brought it close, and then the Grizzlies just pulled away with it, just like. It's frustrating because the Nets can get close in these games, stay around, and then just they just like just they just start to lose it, and then they just loot and then they slowly the the game just gets away from them. I feel like it's like the same story every loss.
1: Listen to these fourth quarter stats. Dallas game, Dallas goes on a thirty four to twenty run in the fourth quarter, then win game winner, big loss, right? Memphis game, one thirty two to one twenty, Memphis twenty nine to sixteen run to end the game. These are winnable games the Nets had the lead in, a a nice lead, too. We're just digging ourselves into a big hole with these losses. And listen, if we get the ninth or 10th seed, there is a nightmare scenario that the Nets could be on the road without Kyrie in Toronto. Totally worst case. If the Nets do beat Toronto in Toronto, then they'd have to play another game just to play the first seed. If we're the 7th or 8th seed, we have a lot better chance. And if... Especially that it's looking like we're gonna be able to avoid Toronto in that scenario as well. Seventh or eighth seed, whatever we we'd be. We'd win and then we play face the second seed. Which is looking like our path to the playoffs right now. We got a, a tough yeah. road ahead. Well,
0: it's uh the road to the finals is never easy. That's we're really we we're, we're really we're really like Bothers me about everything is like the lot the losses that could have been wins that you know really could have. I mean, listen, you know, twenty twenty hindsight, but looking looking over the schedule, you know, the Nets. Let's have a pretty. Sm- I wouldn't say smooth road ahead. It's up to them to see if they can, you know, capitalize. But the Nets have the you know the rest of the way. The Nets have the twenty eighth toughest schedule, so they have a well, very they're, they're, easy. They easiest.
1: They have the twentieth easiest. Easiest that meaning basically meaning they have. One of the easiest schedules in the league remaining.
0: I, that's what I meant. The twenty eighth toughest. So that would be the like the easiest. So what I, you know what I'm saying? So I
1: just cleared it up because I got confused by that. Basically, they have the third easiest schedule for, in the remaining for their remaining six games. Well, it's confusing for you because you know
0: your English isn't you know top notch like mine. Yeah, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Sure.
0: So you got teams like Chicago who have the toughest schedule remaining. Then you got, like, another team on the way uh, in the east. You got Cleveland with the 12th toughest schedule. So those are things you could watch. You know, those are, those are teams we're really, you know, chasing and uh, kind of hovering around, you know, um, looking at it here. Charlotte has a 17. so that's going to be something. To also, I mean, again, they got games remaining with uh, the Heat, the 76ers, and the Bulls. So, but they know, also I mean, got the, easy
1: games, though they got they got the Magic, Wizards, and Knicks. But I think it's, really it's wanna... gonna be interesting
0: how this plays out, man. Because the Nets got the Bucks, the Cavs, and the Hawks. So those those Cavs and Hawk games are so important, unbelievably important.
1: I think the one that you really want to look at are the Cavs, but they have right now at this very second seven games remaining: Bucks, Dallas, 76ers, us, and the Hawks. For their like the tough games. They have two easy games, quote unquote, with the Magic and Knicks, but that is brutal having to face Nets, 76ers, Dallas, and the Bucks. That's in that Hulk game, don't sleep on that. If they keep on falling down the Cavs, that game might mean a lot.
0: Yeah, man, this is uh I mean it's gonna be crazy in a crazy couple weeks. I'm, i bro, I'm not gonna I'm gonna vomit at some again. I'm gonna keep vomiting at some point. I'm just gonna project vomit. i I don't, I don't know what to do anymore at this point. My brain and stomach and my body can't handle it. It's ridiculous. You know, you know whose body can't handle anything? Ben Simmons. He throws
1: up from back pain. So you guys, have things <laughs> in common.
0: I like. You see how I led up
1: to that? You like that? Not really, but yeah, I'll give you a try. credit.
0: Well, I, I don't like it because the guy we traded for is not going to be playing probably this season. I, I don't think he's playing I think this he's
1: going to return.
0: Sham said he's are um, confident. The front office is confident they will be back, but everything Nash is telling us. Nash is, like, the worst. Honestly, what, I what fucking What do you expect
1: him to do? These people, you and these people are like, oh, he's lying, he's lying. So what do you expect him to do? Yeah, Nash is not going to play. So teams that, that are going to play us, you don't have to worry about him.
0: I know. Yeah, but that's why it's all the matter for, it's all the matter more that you know I don't I don't think he uh, I don't think he's coming back it's gamesmanship but he, he had an epidural to relieve the pain he hasn't been on the court yet they say he's getting better but at the same time guys like Andre Drummond are saying he's a man of mystery he's never I never see him in the gym he's always doing something else you know uh but the fact of the matter is, Steve Nash went on record saying he would be comfortable putting Simmons directly into a playoff scenario, even if he didn't get any regular season time. Which is crazy to me.
1: Is that gamesmanship, or is that, or is he being honest? Maybe a little bit of both. I think that's fair. Like all right, Pete. Like, wait, before that, before all this stuff, the difference that this team could make. James Johnson is getting minutes, right? And everyone's on Nets Twitter and maybe even Nets are saying, you know, why not Blake? Why not Blake? Why not Blake? Imagine taking James Johnson's minutes and giving it to Ben Simmons. I mean, that, just, that's just, like, just, it's yeah. like it's that's mind blowing that you could give Ben Simmons these minutes. And obviously you give him more than James Johnson's minutes. But think about how much better this team could be. This team is what? When, when they're elite, they're super elite. Their floor, uh, when they're when I, I they just, suck. It's frustrating, right? Imagine adding Ben Simmons to that. I just feel like James jumps. Johnson
0: just isn't good. Like, like he he has he'll have his moments, but for the most part, the majority of his tenure, just everything's been forced. I mean, he he provides he provides a like, good transition. He's a small ball big, and you know he's just three point shooting just terrible. He just I've never seen anyone just just dribble the ball down the court, try to force
1: everything. I don't get it. I don't know. It's 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 very frustrating because I don't know, like what Nash is seeing. Because sometimes, yeah, he can make the nice pass. He's a veteran that could do like the you know the nice little things that the teams you know don't see that the fans don't see. I don't I don't get it when he's when this guy does. I he does ISOs like we need to be giving that to Kyrie. We need to be giving that to Seth. Not him, but listen, I don't know shit. Fuck me, I don't know. Maybe, don't know maybe it's some shit that we don't know. But I'd much rather give it to Blake, and if not Blake, when Ben Simmons comes back, I just think it's gonna be a game breaker for this team. I really do. All right, so
0: let's get on to it. I got buy or sell coming up for you, Pete. So that wait, wait, gonna wait, work.
1: Wait, what's this bullshit? There's
0: nothing. It's not bullshit. It's just a bullshit game. But okay. I, I need you to, I need you to just tell me, I'm going to give you some, me give me some statements. You know, if you were to put money on it, would you, would you, so basically, in other words, are you, are you buying that statement or are you selling it as opposed to selling it and not buying it? Make sense? Good. Great. Got it. All right.
1: <laughs> that English, that good English of yours is doing well. So basically yeah. you're going to say statement. And if I like, if I believe that statement, I'm going to say buy if I don't like it, I'm going to say sell.
0: No, you say sell if you like to sell it and buy if you like to buy it. All right, so <laughs> You're fucking buy or sell. Idiot.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Bruce Brown, are you buying or selling him? Is he playing good because of the contract here? Or are you, sell- are, uh, are you selling um, or you think he's actually the real deal and you know the Nets can actually uh, get some value out of this guy moving forward in the playoffs?
1: Uh, I'm gonna. I'm buying that. Uh, that James Harden took the air out of the ball and messed up this offense, and took out a guy like Bruce Brown from being able, like, to cut, from being able to do the little things that he does. And I think the Nets are a better team when Bruce Brown is jumping around the court. I don't think it's because it's a contract year. I think it's the offense. I don't know if Bruce Brown can do this on another team. The Nets have a very big decision. I don't know if he gets paid from the Nets.
0: Yeah, we'll see, man. What do you think? Bruce Brown's. A fa- I like Bruce Brown. He's always going to be a fan favorite, but the reality is, in, in the, the way league is, he's he's been better with his threes. He, he's hitting most of his open threes, playing a lot better. He can help. He can help a team, and I hope he gets a good contract. But I don't think the Nets could be able to pay him because I think teams can offer him a decent amount of money. But I, again, I don't on most other teams. I don't think he's going to be able to fit in some offenses. So he's got to be teams got to be careful. But that's not his problem. He just wants to get paid. Okay, mm-hmm. by
1: sell, Blake should be getting more playing time. Like I just said, he at the very least, he should be getting James Johnson's minutes. Since the beginning of, uh, of the month, I believe he's shooting 40% from three, Blake is. Just that stat alone with his defense, I don't understand how he's not getting more minutes. But we're not Steven Nash, right?
0: Okay, by sell. Kessler Edwards is a better small ball. Uh, four over James Johnson.
1: Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty obvious. I think the Nets have I have a bigger issue with you, buy sell cutting someone on the roster, to to give Kessel Edwards a playoff spot. It's I think he's cemented in the rotation, even in the mo, you know even a minor role, right? He
0: can hit a three. That's so valuable. And he's
1: big. He's one of the bigger players on the team. He's very surprising how his defense is. You yes, know, it's for a rookie. He's very good. He's he has very active hands. I like that very much. So James Johnson has stone hands. There's a stone body as well. Bro, don't <laughs> I, we've been shitting on. him.
0: I mean, I, I'm sure he's a good dude and everything, but he's damn. a great
1: dude. He, he's that his his role is should have been more of like a Jared Dudley role. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. I, I've said this before. James Johnson does all the stuff in the locker room that you need. You need a guy like him on a championship team. I'm not saying to cut him, but I'm saying that he's getting used a little bit too much, that he's getting a little bit exposed.
0: Okay, do you buy yourself reinserting LaMarcus Aldridge back into the rotation?
1: Uh, That's, that's tough. I say buy because they need to get some scoring in there, but I think it's going to be all about the playoffs and the matchups. If we're going to be facing a team that's really fast, like Charlotte, right? If we're doing Charlotte one-game playoff, LaMarcus Aldridge probably is not going to get a lot of minutes because, let's face it, his defense hasn't been the best. And it's sometimes, sometimes he could be a turnstile. You're going to need Claxton. You're going to need Drummond to get rebounds. But in a series against a slower team, you're going to see more Aldridge. And you should see Aldridge. He's a better option scoring-wise than the other two. So
0: you think Drummond should be our starting center and... Depending on who we're playing, we should go with Aldridge or Clarkson, or it'd be like give both of them a couple of minutes and see who's gonna give who see who's giving you more of a productive minutes.
1: Matt, it should be all matchup based, but I think Drummond is the starter because you could you can't give up all these offensive rebounds, so you at least need his rebounds in there, and then you could change up or you know you have a game plan set.
0: So, with with teams like. The Hornets yesterday, Klaxon was a plus one on the floor. Even though it's not a lot, compared to Drummond, he was a minus 15. So think about that. Imagine Marcus Aldridge in that lineup against the Charlotte. Like, as you were saying, it's got to be matchup based. So I agree. Okay, buy or sell. Steve Nass rotations. Do you like it or do you hate him?
1: I sell it because that, that's, that's some bullshit sometimes. He does some weird rotations. I still don't understand James Johnson. I still don't understand some of the lineups we saw earlier in the year. I don't know. I'm gonna sell it. Okay. Yeah. I I
0: uh, agree. I don't I don't like I don't like his constant experimenting and tweaking. I, I think he just I think he tries to get too cute with things. I think things are pretty obvious and he misses it. And even if it's obvious to like a, a standard fan like me and you, like I feel like they he gets to adjustments way too late. I feel like they I feel like they make the make changes too late. Before, you know what I mean? And then it's at that point, the damage is already done. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's how I feel.
1: I feel like so he, I, I feel like he listens to the podcast, and he listens to that Twitter sometimes because he'll make those changes a little bit too late. But he will make the changes that 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 we've seen with our eyeballs.
0: Okay, Pete, last one. You buy or sell Andre Drummond's peace sign transition dunk celebration?
1: I'm gonna buy that, and I'm gonna buy his uh, free throws against against Dwayne Casey in Detroit. I don't know if you guys noticed. They did hack a Drummond towards the end of the game. Drummond went four for four in free throws and pointed at Dwayne Casey after hitting the free throws. That was amazing. I love it. I'm buying. Okay. Then that's buy or sell, everyone. Yeah. Right.
0: Yes. All right. Try something new. Wrap up. It's not really new. It's wrap, pretty, it uh, wrap,
1: no, wrap it up. Wrap up. Shut up. Wrap up. Wrap up. Go ahead. What's the, What do we got for the wrap up?
0: Okay, so let's go over the remaining schedule. As you know, we we went over it a little bit earlier with strength the schedule, but just looking, focusing on the Nets here. And it's got the Bucks next. Got the Hawks, a potential play-in opponent, next after that. Then the easy game against the Rockets, hopefully. Hey, that's, yeah, hopefully,
1: dude. This team. And yeah, right. Go.
0: Nothing's easy. You got the Knicks probably looking for blood, but, you know, Julius Randle is on into some bullshit, so the Knicks are going to be in disarray. I bet you by that time, Julius Randle won't even play. Um, you got a huge game against the Cavaliers. I mean, probably they're going to be, I think, in my opinion, the biggest game of the season coming up.
1: It might be, depending on the standings, but I think yeah. that the, wait, it's a lot. That's a big game. Then you got the Nets
0: uh, finishing the season. Uh, with the co- one of the COVID makeup games from December against the Pacers, and uh, then that's uh, there's a, you know we love our boy Andre. You know we've been talking about him. At, at most of most of our episodes are about him so far what since is, we've what gotten.
1: What
0: are you talking him. about? I don't know. I just we talk I feel like we're talking about him a lot this episode because he's a goon and he's awesome. He he's a goon. So. He said in an interview that he his future is uncertain with the Nets. Basically, you know, I don't have the quote unquote here, but he, you know, I, the Nets probably can't afford this guy after the season. And you see in such a per- short period of time how important he is for this team. And the Nets needed a body, a rebounder, a young rebounder who could just bang with the biggest guys in the NBA, and he, and he can go pound for pound with the big guys. Nets haven't had that in a long time, so. He's saying that Claxton's the future. He's saying he doesn't know really where he sees his fit on this team because the Nets are kind of cap-hams, and that's what have to do a lot to try to get it, or you'd have to give up a lot, which I don't expect him because he's definitely worth a lot more. So, what do you th- what do you think about this, Pete? Do you do you think there's a chance that he can come back?
1: Well, I-, I don't know. I I don't think so personally, just because the way that the salary cap is set up, we don't we can't go you know, over the cap to resign him, right? So I think another team is going to pay him more. But I thought his comments were very, very interesting, right? Referring to that, that, the comments, they were talking about Claxton and him being free agents, how, you know, it would be stupid to trade Claxton because, you know, you're, you're going to need him in the future. He's younger. We know he's saying how, you know, I'm going to be here for the rest of the year. And uh, I got, I got, I got some of the quotes here. He said he, he was calling some of the reporters out, saying it was that's fucked up. Why you do me like that? You know I ain't saying anything like that. I yeah, no, that, that's that's I'm a glad lot. It was that's a lot. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He didn't have to clear it up. He says literally said this. I don't need to clear it up. You know what I said? I said based off my situation, I'm here for the rest of the season. We all know that. I said I do know what's gonna happen. I said. I said, I do know what's gonna happen in the summertime. Absolutely not. I only can control what's happening now. So for you guys to take the first part of my quote, it's not right. It's not right. It's not cool. Sorry for the fuck well, up,
0: E D. Well well said, Pete. Well said. That was that was a great Thank read. You, Thank you should uh Thank you God. know what I think I want that on audiobook. You got it. Um Yeah, there's a lot This lot lots a lot to take in on that. <laughs> Andre, if you're listening, please come back. We we need you. We
1: Andre's haven't had a rebounder since
0: Reggie Evans left.
1: Shout out to Reggie Evans. He's out of fish grease.
0: Pete, no one makes me smile more than that's winning. James Harden shitting the bed. Oh yes, you have no idea. That's and I, I a lot of I'm passion a...
1: with that. Oh yes.
0: You know, you know how I'm so salty about it, and we're both really salty. I think every. Yeah, we Nets talk about right it. We talk about it too about much, it. much, though.
1: I feel like, but that's just. Huh? Sorry to cut you off, but I feel like we talk. No. We, I'm trying to talk about him less, but just the hatred is just very fresh.
0: It's very real and it's very fresh and it still stings. But he is not playing well for the Sixers, and I, you know, I'm going on the Sixers Reddit and stuff, and they are getting frustrated. It is so funny to see.
1: He played well his first five games. But his last five in particular, he missed the he missed the game winner, he broke the game winner, uh, he's had a couple of like shit games. And I think the league is realizing he's lost that step. He's lost that step, and now you're about to sign him to a max deal that's gonna be the highest in the NBA history.
0: I know. You think um you think do you, do you think if he continues playing like shit and has and they get kicked in the first round? Do you think that's gonna really affect his contract? Do you still think he's gonna get paid?
1: No, he's gonna get paid no matter what. But it's it's very very interesting, and when we look back at this deal that that Sean Marks was able to put together, I'm wondering like how how exactly is this gonna look out? Like I, I'm they got a couple of the numbers here. Before before this uh, uh brick game, get the brick game winner against the Bucks.
0: Game These, winner? You mean game loser?
1: This, yeah, I said brick game winner. But he's been, those five games before that, he's shooting 313 from three. He's averaging 21 points, which is good, you would say. Except he's shooting 38% from the field. Not
0: efficient at all.
1: With his usual three turnovers plus.
0: Yeah. Well, Not good and then, for your best player. And we got Seth Curry, who's been nothing but. Amazing for us. Same thing with Drummond. So, you know, Ben Simmons aside, we got two other guys that just are really rock solid for us. So I think, I, you know, I think it's starting to look, you know, it's, the, you know, the, what's the word? The the turns have tabled or the tables have Ooh, the, turned. Th-
1: the turns have tabled. You, you this know is, what that's this from, is a great right? fucking podcast.
0: You know what that's from? No. The Office.
1: Well, fuck you. You just, you just <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You're not, you're not gonna go Michael Scott on me. Anyway. Anyway, wrap it we're up. done. We're done over here, my friends. I follow, think I think we ahead. I think we covered a lot. I think we I think
0: we can cut it off and save the people their ears for the rest of the day. We got more. We got more coming down the pipeline, don't you worry.
1: Sure. Anyway, follow us on Twitter at only nets fans pod. On Twitter, only nets fans pod. Help Charlie, you know he's always struggling with the Instagram. At the only Nets fans you know on IG, the only Nets fans you know. And we'll see you next time, guys. Have a good day, have a good commute, have a great night, and we're out. Swamp Dragons out.